Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Welcome to the Center of Nursing Inquiry podcast. Today we have a guest, Dr. Jill Marsteller. Jill is currently a professor of health policy and management at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Jill is jointly appointed in the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine's Department of Anesthesia and Critical Care Medicine in Armstrong Institute for Patient Safety and Quality, where she leads the Research Facilitation Council, and at the Johns Hopkins Carey Business School. Jill specializes in organizational behavior and theory and focuses her research on the determinants of successful implementation, dissemination, and sustainability of knowledge. She conducts mixed methods research in both inpatient and ambulatory healthcare settings. Dr. Jill Marsteller is here to talk to us today about implementation science. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Center for Nursing Inquiry podcast. Elizabeth Scala here, Research Program Coordinator. And today's topic is very exciting as we're learning about a new research and a new type of science, you know, that's kind of been evolving over the past 10, 15 or so years. And we do have an expert with us. I just introduced her with her brief bio, Dr. Jill Marsteller. So, Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I am excited to talk to you about implementation science because over the past year, I've been trying to educate myself. I know the Nursing Research Committee for the Department of Nursing has been learning about this topic. And now to be able to share this audio interview with nurses across Johns Hopkins Hospital is exciting. So let's begin with the basics. What is implementation science? So thanks for asking that question. I think that many people uh, are unclear about what we mean when we say implementation science. So I'm going to walk through the steps that I think get us to that definition. I would start out by saying that I think everybody's familiar with what an intervention is. It is some kind of usually an evidence-based practice. It's something that we want everyone out there to be doing. It's a desired behavior. So an example would be hand washing. There is an intervention it is called hand washing, and we know that if we wash our hands, we will prevent infections. So after you think about intervention, you might think about, well, how do I get people to use an intervention? And that's what uh, we're talking about when we use the word implementation. So it's some kind of a plan that we have or a strategy that we use to try to get people to use evidence-based practices. And so then the extension from that is that implementation science is the study of how we get people to comply with evidence. It's actually trying to look at different ways to get people to use evidence and figuring out which of those is more effective. I appreciate so much that you broke it down in that way because I've never heard it explained according to intervention implementation, and then ultimately implementation science. It's very practical. And I know as nurses, we want to know the practicality behind things. So how can implementation science be used by hospital-based nurses? Well, I think nurses are really in a unique position where they're continually being asked to ensure that all of the evidence is being used in day-to-day practice, even if it's not necessarily per se, a piece of their job, 
um, the expectation is kind of that, you know, the nurses are going to make sure that it happens. So it might be DBT prophylaxis, or it might be checking the head of the bed's elevation for uh, prevention of ventilator-acquired events. Um, but the, these things oftentimes, it seems like, are left to the nurses to figure out how to make sure that we actually comply with all of the evidence to make sure we protect the patients. Uh, and so I think there are a lot of different ways that implementation science could come in handy for nurses on the front line. Among them are the fact that we have some implementation science models or descriptions of how to go about implementing an evidence-based practice. And that in itself could be very useful, um, that a nurse could refer to this model and follow some steps and feel a little bit more assured that they'll have a successful implementation of a piece of evidence-based medicine. Um, the other way that it can be useful is in um, the actual studying of what is the best way to get people to do this? Um, because nurses are trying to get everybody to comply with evidence. So they are naturally in a laboratory that allows them to try different things. Um, if I do a lecture, is that going to get people on board? Or if I um, get the CEO to come down and watch people, um, is that going to get people on board? And so these different strategies that we use can be studied to see which of them is most effective. And that's why I think implementation science is useful on the front line for your average nurse. Mm. This is amazing because so often I've worked with groups, I've been out on the clinical units, I myself have conducted evidence-based practice, and we get tripped up when trying to translate and disseminate it to put the best practices that we've, you know, gleaned from the evidence into practice because whether, as you were talking about, some variables get in our way or we need to convince and beg people to, to utilize these interventions. So I think that it is, as you mentioned, really handy to have this tool to be able to apply these models and you know as we come to the end of an evidence-based practice project then get that evidence out into the working world by using implementation science so let's really really bring this down to you know a tangible example can you speak to a project or even a, a hypothetical situation, but how can hospital-based staff successfully implement? Give us like an implementation science project scenario. Sure, absolutely. So let's start out with an intervention that I know every last one of us on the planet probably is still working on perfecting, and that's, that's hand washing and getting everybody to actually wash their hands every time they need to. And it's understandable why people don't, because you know, we would be washing, we would be, you know, underwater, basically, if we were washing our hands every time we were expected to. Um, and people do their best to comply. But there's always that moment where we forget or we're rushing. So there's a lot of barriers that cause us to fall down in the use of this evidence-based practice. Uh, so let's say that the intervention is hand washing. Um, that's what we want to try to get everybody to do. So our implementation then is creating a plan by which we are going to encourage everyone to wash their hands uh, more frequently. And so we might come up with an implementation plan that includes, let's say, four different steps. Uh, one would be adding hand sanitizer stations. The second one would be using opinion leaders 
to encourage others to wash their hands more frequently. Um, Then let's say a third strategy might be giving a lecture or having the infection preventionist come in and do a lecture for everybody, maybe during lunch, possibly bring pizza. And then our fourth intervention or piece of the intervention is an implementation strategy, which is to report compliance metrics, let's say, on a dashboard. And uh, you'll be able to see what you, how you're doing and how your unit is doing. So let's say that's part of your implementation then. You can see how the intervention is hand washing, but the implementation is a set of strategies that we're using to encourage people to wash their hands. So then the implementation science study questions would be around uh, learning more about what is the most effective way to apply these strategies. So for example, you could ask a question like, Is a nurse opinion leader or a physician opinion leader more influential or more able to increase people's compliance with hand washing? Another relevant implementation science study question would be, are hand sanitizer stations used more if they're on the inside of the room or on the outside of the room? Because you might notice it when you're going in the room if it's on the outside of the door. And you might forget about it if it's just inside the door. But alternatively, if you need to use it every time you've touched the patient, then, you know, it would be more useful potentially inside the room. So that might be a question that you want to investigate to try to figure out what's the best way to position these devices, these hand sanitizer stations, so that they get the best uptake. Um, Another question from implementation science study perspective might be, is the lecture um, more useful than the opinion leader? Having the opinion leader around all the time, but not necessarily offering a summarized version of their point of view, is that better? Or, you know, it could be better because they're around all the time and they share informally with others. But maybe having that lecture gets more consistent coverage uh, and more people hear the full information. So you could set those two alternatives up and compare them and study which one of them seemed to lead to greater compliance. Another example would be the dashboard. Should you be identifiable on the dashboard or not? If you identify people and they can all see who's doing really well and who's not doing well, or if you have units that are competing with each other, does that yield better compliance rates than just having everybody be masked and nobody know which unit it is except for themselves? Uh, So those are all questions where what you're doing is studying the implementation and the implementation strategies and comparing them to try to figure out what works best to actually bring about our compliance. So just to focus then on what would we measure in those studies? How would we know if we were in fact having any kind of an effect with these variations in the implementation? We might look at um, things like what I've mentioned already would be uptake or compliance. So how many people are in fact going to the educational lecture? And then from there, what do our compliance rates look like with our hand-washing metrics? Further, you, of course, would want to look at infections uh, and whether infection rates go down eventually or not. Uh, And then you might look at something else like what we would call fidelity. So are people using the intervention the way it's supposed to be? 
used? Are they hand washing for the full amount of time that you're supposed to? Um, and uh, a related question would be, you know, those strategies that we laid out, are people using all of the strategies? Are all of the strategies taken up by every unit that we request to do it or not? So that's an example of how you can kind of differentiate these concepts in your mind and hopefully a concrete example of how you could set up a study of an implementation science question. I appreciate that explanation. And I can see why it is so, as you talked about earlier, accessible to a clinical nurse, because we are the staff that are interacting um, with the patient on the day to day and have these curious questions come up and also see, you know, how interventions go correctly or how they're kind of worked around and all the variables that might get in the way or may facilitate the use of an intervention. So before we wrap up, just want to ask you if there's anything else that you wanted to comment on related to implementation science. Thanks for asking that question. I I really think that one of the things that is useful about implementation science is the fact that we all know that these barriers are out there and we have to try to figure out how to get around the barriers, how to get people to actually use the evidence. And, you know, the evidence is out there. We have the evidence, but it's still not used 100% of the time. So really, it's implementation science that we need to be able to get that last 10% of the way to the place we want to be for best patient outcomes. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. And so Jill is part working with us with the Center for Nursing Inquiry. We'll be able to connect you with her if any nurse listening wants to get in touch. Also, would you like to mention about the Implementation Science Interest Group? Sure, absolutely. Um, The Armstrong Institute for Patient Safety and Quality has an Implementation Science Interest Group. We meet on a monthly basis. If you have an interest in joining, please let me know. Uh, Usually in these meetings, we talk about different implementation science topics. People will bring projects that they're working on and get advice from the rest of the group about how to best set them up and conduct these different projects. And in addition to that, we will sometimes invite experts in the field or people who um, from the educational programs over at public health to talk about different implementation science definitions or aspects measurements, tools that you can use to measure implementation science relevant concepts, and so on. So I think it could be of use to many of you out there. Excellent. And I will attest to that as a member of this group. And I always call in because I might be on the go, but I have learned something from every meeting that I have attended. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can reach us at nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. That's our email address. Find us on Facebook, the Johns Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry page. That's a closed group, so you'll have to request access. And then finally, on the nursing intranet, we do have a page for the center. So across the top bar, you can click on professional practice. Left-hand column will open up and you want to look for the Center for Nursing Inquiry. That way you can get in touch with myself and my colleagues, and we will put you into further resources for implementation science. Until next month's podcast, enjoy your next shift and thank you. Thank you.